Hubhopper Originals. To start your podcast for free, log on to studio.hubhopper.com. This is his first ball. Through the gap on the offside. Listen to it. Hello and welcome to the IPL edition of the cricketnews.com podcast. My name is Sumit Bilgi and what an incredible week of cricket it has been. Couple of teams pulling away at the top and a few others in the middle are in a Mad Max Fury Road kind of a race for the fourth spot and it's been a race that's been championed by some magnificent individual performances who have turned the tide for the teams. And on this episode we sit back from talking about the batting ball side of things and move our attention towards the brand and the identity aspect of the IPL look the great usp of this league is that it unearths heroes builds them into superstars and in a country where we love our larger than life characters it naturally becomes vital to manage the lives of our ridiculously overworked cricketers and joining us to talk about the same is a very special guest he's someone who's been a part of the sports business circuit for decades now and manages kings 11 punjab and india international mayank agarwal sports business associations along with other athletes as well he joins me to talk about being an athlete representative in india building mayank agarwal's brand alongside his success on the field in recent years and the changing landscape of athlete brand building in india in the ipl and beyond So without further ado join me in welcoming Dhruv Malik. You're listening to the IPL edition of the cricketnews.com podcast with Sumit Bilki. How's it going Dhruv it's great to have you on the podcast finally. Now it's a pleasure to be here Sumit it's been it's been long 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 overdue we've been wanting to do this for a while so glad it could be done and I don't know if you actually picked this day um how you know keeping this in mind that a year ago on this day was when mayank got that double hundred against south africa so i don't know if you picked today especially to speak to me if you did fantastic you know me i'm very mindful of these things so congratulations to you and your team and mayank as well what a double hundred it was uh absolutely brilliant why zag wasn't it yeah it was it was and it was uh, it was his maiden test hundred which he mm-hmm. obviously converted to uh, to the double and uh, yeah man it was a it was a pretty special time that uh, that one year ago very well deserved indeed i it, i remember it was a long time coming he had to work for his for his place and uh, he worked real damn hard um and it you know the results showed for him and they continue to show for him this season as well in the ipl where he's um regularly giving his captain a good run for the money for that orange cap um how's the season been like through for uh, uh for my ank and for your team um how's it been like well it's been firstly good to to have cricket back i think the the long 6 7 month gap uh, yeah i think must was pretty was pretty tough uh, for everyone um and uh, no i think uh, these guys are just as you can tell so damn happy to be back on the field playing yeah. and uh, and i think massive credit to um to everyone from from the bcci to the organizers to the ipl to img who who've put this together look man from mine's point of view uh, we're just happy to see him evolve well as a t20 opener i mean obviously uh, the the ipl had been a bit of an achilles heel for him over the past yeah. uh, couple of seasons so mm-hmm. i think that you know the the intentions were pretty clear that work as hard as you can in the extended off season which did get a bit extended because of the pandemic and when the ipl was to resume uh, 
go out there and do your best as a T20 opener. And I think that uh, he's doing well, but we all realize, man, it's a long way to go. Got to keep improving, keep doing well. And uh, yeah, very happy with what we've, what we've seen so far. But that's all a credit to his hard work, to be honest. I mean, yeah, we'll go on and speak a lot about Mayank in, as we as we head into the episode as well. But I think it's a good time for you to to introduce uh, yourself uh, to to us and to everyone listening. Uh, who are you and what is it that you do through? Yeah, so I um, I work as a as an athlete uh, representative, and I I look after all Mayank's off field uh, off field work. Um, and, uh, and I think that, you know, my job involves everything, everything off field. Um, there, there's obviously a very big, uh, I would say misconception, Sumed, in terms of what, mm-hmm. uh, cricket representatives do in India, uh, mm-hmm. whether you're an independent person like myself or whether you represent, uh, a bigger agency is that, uh, we in India, um, I think still, uh, don't very clearly understand the difference between an agent and a marketing rep. Um, mm-hmm. And obviously, uh, I keep explaining it to clients, and I tell them, you know, look at the look at the very uh, look at a model like LeBron James, for example. So, mm-hmm. what a Rich Paul does for him versus what a Mav Carter does for him yeah. in terms of your on field and your off field, and you know, um, NFL fans would understand this pretty well because obviously Patrick Mahomes recently signed the largest pro sports contract in history, so mm-hmm. he has an agent, which is, um, you know, who does his contracts. And then he has a separate person off the field who handles his endorsements and his commercials. Now in an Indian context, uh, you know, because of how our system and how our structure works, a representative or an agent isn't authorized and isn't allowed to get involved with anything to do on the field. Uh, By on the field, that means your BCCI central contracts, your Team India contracts, uh, Mm -hmm. whatever you earn uh, for a test, an ODI or a T20. And of course, what you do with the IPL. Now, things Mm -hmm. in the IPL, as everyone knows, is also completely centralized by the BCCI and the IPL, where players are bought in an auction, trades happen between franchises, and even uncapped players all go into an auction. So, that is the entire... Yeah, yeah, yeah. There isn't, absolutely. So that entire perspective of your professional on-field cricket earnings Mm -hmm. and negotiations are handled completely between the player and the BCCI and his respective franchise. Mm -hmm. So the role that people like myself play is basically everything off the field and far off the field, which involves things like your personal brand building, your personal PR, of course, your endorsements and your other businesses yeah. and things like that. Public so, appearances. So yeah, so technically yeah. what everyone, yeah. completely. Yeah. So what everyone yeah. does uh, yeah. in, an, yeah. in, an, in an Indian context with cricketers is the athlete marketing role. So yeah, compared to a, a Rich Paul role, looking at the LeBron James example. With regards to your association with Mayank, it's been um, on for the last couple of years and, and it's been absolutely wonderful. But um, you've been around in the sports space for a while, haven't you? So, so what's your background like and, and, uh, and how did you get to where you are here? Yeah, so started a long, long time back in 2002. I started off as a cricket journalist with, uh, with Wisden. Oh, that I didn't know when that. They first, oh. Yeah, so, so that was us. when they first... <laughs> yeah, yeah, I am, man. I am. I've, I, I've jumped ship. I've jumped ship. Mm-hmm. Makes two of us. Go on, sorry. Yeah, so I, uh, so I, uh, yeah, that's right. So I started off with Wisden way back in 2002 when they had their first office in Bangalore in Carlton Towers. Uh-huh. Um, I, uh, I had to cover obviously from the back office the India tour of the West Indies in 2002. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what uh, that's what I did. I wrote a couple of Michael Holdings post-match uh, columns as well. Uh, okay. So that was uh, that was pretty special. And I only went to college oh, after yeah. that. So this was my my first proper gig in in the cricket yeah. uh, industry in any capacity. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, what what I've done um, post graduating, uh, post completing my undergrad, rather, I've uh, worked for a couple of sports management companies. I've had a couple of entrepreneurial startups, and uh, I worked for. Um, RCB for three years, the Bangalore IPL franchise, and uh, yep. why that's uh, why that uh, kind of leads to your question is because that's where Mayank and me met for the first time. Oh, I see. And uh, there's a very there's a very interesting story about how our relationship started. Um, towards uh, you know 2010, obviously when that Under 19 World Cup had finished and we were coming to the middle of the year, that was the year the first uh, set of uh, the first three-year set of IPL contracts were over, which were players who were signed for 2008, 9, and 10. And obviously, from 2011 onwards, you could retain your players and then, you know, build your squad around it. So, I remember um, I was working for RCB at the time. And I Mm -hmm. did uh, quite a lot of internet research to find out about young players, what they were doing. So, yeah, I mean, just just internet-based research on stats (laughs) and things like that. And Mm -hmm. that's where I read about Mayank for the first time on what he'd done in that Under-19 World Cup. He was the top scorer for India in that competition. Right, right. And uh, I I remember I took the stats to my boss at the time, who was Mr. Ray Jennings, who was the South African coach Mm -hmm. of RCB at the time. Yes. And I said, uh, you know, this looks pretty exciting. And... uh, he said, great, you know, can you call him, call him to a camp? I want to look, look, look at him. And that's the time when, you know, um, franchises could obviously sign um, uncapped players outside the auction. Things were very Correct. different back then yes, in 2011. Very, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. so obviously a franchise could go out and scout players and call them to talent camps and, you know, sign them. You, they had those basic uh, 10 lakh, 20 lakh, 30 lakh contracts Plus, that were offered yep, to yep, un, uncapped yep. Indians. Yep. So, yeah, so Mayan came to the camp, Ray Jennings saw him and absolutely loved him and uh, he got signed on to RCB and if you remember IPL 2011, you might have seen him open the batting for the mm-hmm. first time when mm-hmm. RCB played Kochi Tuskers in, in Cochin. Right, right, right. I can't see him. Yeah, so. I remember he was in the squad. I, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. That's right. He he opened the batting with uh, Dilshan in that game and then later on okay. in that IPL, he opened with Chris Gill. So, yeah, so that was, uh, he did, well, yeah, why, why I told you about the first game, because cause he, he got a real quick fire 30 in that game, and uh, uh-huh. yeah, that felt, that felt pretty good, man, I, I loved it, so it put all the process together, yeah. and uh, I, uh, I moved out of RCB at the end of that uh, IPL season, and I moved on to a different job, yeah. and, uh, and, then, and then Mayank and me only kind of rekindled and reconnected our business association in IPL 2017. Yeah. And what had happened is um, I was moving out of one of my startup partnership firms towards the end of 2016. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was a firm where me, along with a couple of other partners, we, we did a lot of the licensing businesses of another cricketer. And yeah. I was, uh, you know, coming out of that and selling my stake back to the remaining partners. So it was only till about, I think, December 2016, once I'd completed that sale and exited that LLP, could I mm-hmm. then go and look to work with other cricketers. and. Uh, and IPL 2017, uh, just before that, I mean, I met with Mayank and, you know, I told him that I'd, uh, we'd like to do some work together. And yeah, that's when we formally started the current association. And I think his, his, um, his growth on the field has also coincided with his growth off the field. Uh, we're seeing that, um, you know, a number of 
associations and partnerships that that you guys have been building off the field as well how's that side of things uh, you know sort of unfolding for mayank including this ipl season um, how's how's that coming along for you guys yeah so that was that was obviously brilliant i mean we uh, we kind of revised a lot of our strategies uh, when he made his international debut in uh, in 2018 uh you you remember he batted with a with a plane sticker in the I, i think that very that, well yeah yes. that yeah so that that was uh, that was a bit of the the bit of a bit of our strategy before that that uh, we were going to have him bat with an empty sticker for those two test matches and uh, well and then obviously we uh, we were pretty clear that in terms of uh, in terms of a commercial perspective um because mayank's journey has been very different from a lot of other cricketers and i think this is an important point that i keep highlighting with a lot of people that uh, a lot of um, a lot of cricketers with my greatest respect to them have have taken the fast elevator by mm-hmm. virtue of excelling doing very well in the IPL and then using that as a as a stepping stone to one day cricket and T20 cricket for India and you know becoming household names through that route whereas mm-hmm. mayank had a kind of a, a reverse journey yeah. whereby he took uh, he took an extremely hard road of grinding it out in four day cricket domestic. Ranji yeah, Trophy yeah, cricket, yeah, and then yeah. working his way through the Test team. So I think that uh, rubbed off a lot in terms of how Mayank wanted to structure himself commercially off the field, and he was very clear that I've worked so hard to get here that my priority now is going to be cricket, cricket, and you know just cricket. So I haven't made it to this point just to start aimlessly now commercializing myself and you know trying to sign every single association that's yeah. available. so yeah. which is why as you as you would notice and i think you pointed this out to me sometime back as well that we have very very few uh, focused and concise commercial associations yes. yes and um and you know i mean we were very clear that you know we wanted to have sign with um a good cricket uh, equipment and bat corporate which is why siat was always our top priority in the first thing we did um we obviously have an ongoing association with nike and mm-hmm. uh, and the other association that we're quite proud of is fasten up nutrition where yeah. they were actually uh, his first sponsor that even came on board before he signed with siat because mm-hmm. they um this is an interesting uh, insight as well so while a lot of people obviously had a preconceived notion that mayank was a very good white ball player but he couldn't excel he'd struggle to excel in four day cricket or five day cricket and playing the red ball formats and he um, i don't know if you had read in uh, in some articles had incorporated distance running into his training yeah 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 and th- and that was obviously something that uh, that you know really helped him excel as a red ball player and fasten yeah. up nutrition um, as they they run by they're owned by by uh, a runner who's run several marathons across the world he kind of really liked that story so mm. he came by mm. and he 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 actually has started advising mayank on nutrition and stuff like that since 2017 interesting and that's been one of uh, the biggest organic associations that's grown till today uh so so yeah that's something that we've uh, that we're massively massively proud about so yeah those were those were our, you could say our first three commercial targets because mayank's brief to us was pretty clear that you know I want to be smart with what I do now just because I've worked so hard to get to this point and you know nothing should be a distraction off the field for it. Talk to me about uh, maximizing the IPL and the eyeballs that are on you. Of of course I mean like you mentioned um he's moved very well into this IPL in terms of you know his form of on the field for team India um and and therefore this year of course he becomes 
um, you know, uh, a much more prominent figure, if you'd like, for the franchise that he's representing. I mean, he was always a voice and an important person at the franchise. But this year, he's, you know, you'd like to say that in a step towards, you know, another step towards his growth as, as a player, uh, you know, at a franchise. So how did you guys um, sort of look to maximize, um, you know, the eyeballs that are on him this IPL season? And how does the IPL become an important event for a player um, for his endorsements and his commercial side of things? Yeah, so looking at obviously Mayank uh, specifically, I think um, as we you know moved away from those first three core categories that I spoke to you about, um, if you notice during the the, the lockdown and during the off season, um, Mayank uh, obviously uh, wanted to evolve a bit into um, you know broadening his horizons um, as a personality in in the business of sport. So there were two things that we we really worked on uh, that were very int- uh, important to him. One, uh, he obviously started his content, uh, his content uh, uh, show with the BCCI, which you must have seen. Yeah, yeah, open net. And, and that, yeah, that's the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah. Uh, and and you know, our thought process behind that again was uh, doing something that's interesting, doing something that's special, and uh, we did uh, we together researched a lot about the uninterrupted platform that LeBron James and Mav Carter had worked on. Mm-hmm. And yes. we said, you know, how could we, how could we repl- replicate something over here? Mm-hmm. So that was something where we looked at the content side of things quite a lot. Uh, the other thing that, you know, considering uh, Mayank has been a long-term LA Lakers fan, mm-hmm. we started uh, doing a bit of promotional activities with NBA India, which you must have seen before the NBA restart. Mm-hmm. A happy Lakers fan. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He rubs it in. He rubs it in every time he speaks to me. Uh, but... Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, it is. It is. But uh, and then that that obviously then seamlessly moved into um, things like fantasy gaming and content, which is where his association with FanCode and Dream Eleven started. So um, with Mayank again, everything's really thought well thought before he goes into it, and mm-hmm. uh, the perspectives why he or why we look to monetize a sector like this was because he loves following basketball, he loves following soccer, he loves you know his fantasy teams and in football and basketball. So that Mm -hmm. obviously then became a really nice seamless association for him to work with a brand like Dream 11. And obviously because Dream 11 and FanCode and of course the NBA were partners. And if you add that into Mayank's uh, interest with content, it kind of became a great association that we were going to finalize before the IPL. And obviously Mm -hmm. as he's been doing really well uh, in the IPL, it's provided a lot more leverage to to those brands on how they can continue to work with them and come up with uh, with other ideas. So that was uh, that was something that we're we're quite excited about to see how it uh, moves forward. A lot of our associations were closed before the IPL, and we obviously you could say that the mm-hmm. IPL just further enhances it and gives you know our partners opportunities to uh, to obviously leverage it a bit more. So we yeah. still we still again retain our core values of a concise portfolio of brands that he believes in. More on the other side of this break on the IPL edition of the cricketnews.com podcast with Sumed Bilki. We obviously are noticing a big, a sort of a paradigm shift in the, in the nature of, um, you know, the kind of brands that are associating with cricket. We obviously for a very long time had FMCG uh, uh, brands, you know, being closely associated with the IPL, with players, etc. But now, you know, there's a whole... EdTech, 
um, you know, fantasy gaming, uh, things of that nature, those kind of brands, you know, your Indian grown startups now associating with the IPL, with the players, etc. Um, how do you view that, Drew? Um, and, and how is that sort of panning out for, you know, in terms of player associations uh, in, in the IPL today? Yeah, so that obviously is, I think, uh, um, you know, just because of the current situation, Sumed, with obviously um, the pandemic and, you know, more people at home and more access. So EdTech obviously was a, was a logical kind of partnership for a lot of other players and athletes because online education and home learning has been big. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, and apart from that, you might have even noticed what Cred have been doing with their central partnership with the, mm-hmm. with the, with the IPL. Yeah. Because yeah. I think that, you know, anything now, uh, any tech-based company uh, is going to obviously use a lot more, try and leverage associations with cricketers just because a majority of people are home and a lot of the consumption has moved a lot to online streaming and digital and things like that. So that's obviously where fantasy gaming and things like that come in and come in in a big way and obviously because with the pandemic it's obviously reduced the opportunities for offline activations uh, yeah. you know things like your shoots or your consumer engagements and your meet and greets and things like that so i think that this is something that uh, is going to continue for at least another couple of months till we're completely out of the pandemic and, uh, yeah. you know, there are more opportunities for offline integration. So this particular segment that in terms that you rightly mentioned in terms of ed tech or, you know, anything, any tech based business, fantasy gaming, it's leveraging that, you know, digital opportunity where people are now restricted a lot to home, to their streaming platforms. Obviously, fans aren't visiting stadiums now. So that yeah. adds another dimension where you need to have these interactive elements. And I think that's... Uh, that's pretty, uh, that's been something that's going to, that's our new, uh, our new, uh, our new reality in consuming sport. Apart from, you know, the on-field prowess of an athlete in today's times, what's also uh, an important, um, you know, vertical to the athlete in terms of off-the-field associations is their social media strength um, and where, you know, and, and how, you know, what are the numbers they hold um, and, and what are the kind of people they engage with? Who are they? Who are these people that engage with them? These are, uh, these are the kind of metrics that obviously get looked into a whole lot today. Um, in, in, like you mentioned, you know, you know, broadcast is changing and, and, and cricket is on its way to being streamed a whole lot more than, than, you know, watched on television sets. But the other side to it, of course, is, is social media and, and social media is an everyday changing animal. Um, and in India, or in India, there's another vertical, which is, of course, regional social media as well, with the number of you know, platforms and applications going on. So in this ever-changing, right. ever-changing atmosphere, um, how do you look at you know, sort of increasing the presence of an athlete? How important is it, firstly? And then secondly, what is sort of, how do you look at, you know, you know, how do you look at yeah. changing and bringing that forward? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's hugely important. Uh, and, and, and obviously, like I said, it wouldn't be fair to, to comment on how other Indian athletes or other Indian cricketers have been using their social media platforms. Uh, mm-hmm. Obviously, as I spoke earlier with Mayank's perspective, it's been a little different where he didn't want his social media platform and his numbers just to be yeah. another advertising medium and just a medium yeah. to, to advertise. 
um, yeah. another another kind of issue where a lot of Indian athletes uh, have got criticized recently is about how well they're using their social media platforms. Um, look, we we again, I know I know we're going to keep going back to uh, models in Europe and the US, but you know. Um, yeah. How people like the Marcus Rashfords of the world, I mean, LeBron James is a different, uh, you know, kettle of fish altogether, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Naomi Osaka. So, yeah. so how much are we using uh, the platforms for something positive, for positive yeah. change, for, yeah. for being aware? I mean, I, I know, I mean, it's, uh, I know, I mean, I'm, I'm, it's not just to say that, you know, Indian athletes need to be, vo- be woke like the rest of the world and, you know, do things in social justice for the sake of it. But how much, how much are the platforms being effectively used? So I think that, you know, I mean, we have a bit of a kind of an old school view on that, that, you know, yes, it's great to have the numbers and the metrics and the engagement, but mm-hmm. uh, how useful is it having that platform? How useful is it having that, that additional voice? And, uh, and I think in, in a modern context, in everyday uh, times now, we know how hugely important it is. I mean, we, we'd be sitting here all night if we discussed a lot of what brilliant stuff athletes have been doing in other yeah. markets. Yeah. And I think that, you know, um, with a lot of Indian athletes now, because the social media space is still very new, um, I think that you know it's 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 uh, driven a lot by what the market wants mm. rather than what the the athletes are trying to mm. do. Um, I, I see that as a bit of a, a bit of a personal view that you know uh, now your social media following almost determines a commercial value and it determines how much money you can make from monetizing your 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 social posts and things like that. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but, you know, I think that, you know, um, a lot of like the work that we do internally and, and I advise a lot of other uh, athletes on this as well is that mm-hmm. how effective is having that, that, that voice and having that platform and things like that. I mean, not just to merely replicate uh, what other markets or other global athletes do, but, you know, how much can that social media voice be used? So not to at all be dismissive of, you know, people who spend a lot of time analyzing the metrics and how they can, you know, effectively, you know, commercially leverage it. That's all great. That's all great. Don't get me wrong. That's great. But I mean, how much can something be better? So, you know, while we've been discussing changing trends, it's going to be very interesting to see how this paradigm moves forward uh, with how Indian athletes use uh, their digital platforms. Dhruv, before we let you go, um, I should say, um, you know, they're obviously, look, I mean, I started off as, as someone, as someone who wanted to play the game professionally, but I couldn't make it because I had an ACL rupture and then that was that. I never had the fortitude to get back into it. But, um, you know, just, I always wanted to be associated with the game in one way or the other. I realized I could do a half decent job at the spoken word and I decided to take up this field. But um, there's a, there are a whole bunch of people just like me, uh, and there are a whole bunch of people that that understand what I mean to say, um, that want to be associated with the sport in some capacity or the other. Um, your your two words of advice for for you know young um, you know athlete reps out there, people who want to be a part of of this field. Um, how do they go about it from your experience, and uh, what are the couple of words that you would sort of have? For um, well, f- the first thing is that I think now a lot of people are realizing that there are, uh, this is a serious industry and there are yeah. jobs and opportunities, even if you're not a professional athlete. It took a long time for us in India to realize this, that uh, mm-hmm. I never played sport at any level at all. And okay. uh, I've, just been a, I've just been a sports fan and a consumer all my life. So I've been, uh, so look, if you're passionate about sport, there's always going to be 
a job for you somewhere. There's going to be an, uh, an area of interest for you. Um, and uh, look for an opportunity that you like, um, you know, and uh, something, something definitely would come through. I mean, in terms of advice specific to, to representation yes. and things like that, it, uh, I mean, I obviously, I mean, there are lots of people who do want to get into the industry and, you know, represent players and things like that. And, you know, the fact I always tell, uh, tell people that, you know, it's all about having a strategy and having a plan. I mean, what do you, what do you want to do with an athlete? Uh, how do you intend to enhance a ba- an athlete's brand or enhance their off-field persona? How can you help them with things like that? And if you have a strategy in mind, it's very easy to execute it rather than just saying, I want to jump on the bandwagon just to do endorsement deals or just to, you know, make a bit of money. Um, you know, there is, there is a lot of, uh, a lot of, a lot of thought and strategy goes into it before. And I mean, like I said, I mean, I, in 2017, I'd already been in the industry for over a decade before, you know, yeah. deciding to do this with Mayank. And I still had to have a strategy and a plan to present to him as to how we could work together for the next two, three years. And I think uh, what I've noticed is that athletes love it when you have a plan, when you have a strategy and, you know, something that's yeah. very well, very well. Yeah. When you're looking to bring that, value. That, yeah, yeah. Bring value and that kind of that yeah, kind of they yeah. know that that's someone yeah. uh, that enhances uh, their that can enhance what they're doing. I mean, they yeah. if, if 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 athletes notice that you're in it just to make a quick buck or just to sign sign a quick deal and things like that, uh, you know, it ends up being very disingenuous, and uh, a lot of athletes see through it. So I think from from that point of view, having a well thought out strategy and a plan is the best bit of advice I give everyone. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Truv. This was such a pleasure. Uh, we've been wanting to do this for such a long time, but uh, I'm glad we had the opportunity to do it today. Um, it's great, great to have you on the podcast. Thanks. Thanks. Speak to you soon. Thanks a ton, man. Thank you so very much for listening in to this edition of the cricketnews.com podcast. If you love listening into this episode, please press subscribe so you don't miss out on any of the remaining episodes. Gentle reminder that all of you listeners have the opportunity to win the Samsung Galaxy S20. All you need to do is head on over to cricketnews.com slash quiz to take on our IPL quiz and download the Good Gamer app. And what do you know? You could get lucky. My name is Sumit. See you next week. Make sure you wear your mask, wash your hands, be kind to one another and keep cricketnews.com at your fingertips as you devour and enjoy the cricket. See you around. इस हब हॉपर ओरिजिनल को सुनने के लिए आपका शुक्रिया अगर आप भी अपना पॉडकास्ट लॉन्च करना चाहते हैं तो हब हॉपर स्टूडियो वेबसाइट पे रजिस्टर करें और एक मिनट के अंदर अंदर अपना खुद का पॉडकास्ट लॉन्च करें यही नहीं स्टूडियो देता है आपको पूरी आजादी कहीं भी कभी भी अपना पॉडकास्ट लॉन्च करने की सिर्फ तीन आसान स्टेप्स में तो साथ में अपना पॉडकास्ट शुरू करने के लिए तैयार जस्ट हॉप ऑन हब हॉपर सिंपली कॉन्टेंट